Hey guys, before the cinematics preview starts with me, Bruce and Bruce Berkey and Eric Holmes, wanted to let you guys know that I have an interview with I Love My Dad, filmmaker, writer, and star James Morosini, and also co-star Claudia Saluski. That interview, it's a quick five-minute interview, will be put at the back of this episode. So actually, if you want to actually just really listen to that installment or that interview and not even listen to the preview, I have a timestamp where you can just go right into that interview again with filmmaker James Morosini, and he's also the lead in this film, which co-stars, by the way, Patton Oswald, and also joining him on this interview is co-star Claudia Saluski. Again, five-minute interview should be really cool. I really enjoyed I Love My Dad, but my buddy... Cinematics co-host and uh, cinematics contributor and find your film co-host Eric Holmes gives this movie I Love My Dad four stars I give it no actually he gives it five stars and I give it four stars so really enjoy the film by the way Bruce Perky just to throw him into the mix he gives it two stars but me and Eric really enjoyed this movie I Love My Dad check it out Pat Oswalt if you loved his work in big fan you're gonna like his dramatic performance and serial serial comic performance and i love my dad very interesting movie taken from the real life of inspired by james morsini's own relationship with his father his father actually catfished him and he took that kind of sort of pain and awkward situation and turned it into this movie i love my dad which by the way very interesting film would love to hear what you guys think about i love my dad anyways we're going to go right now to the preview for the first two weeks of august for films that you want to see and it's co-hosted by with um with eric holmes and bruce perky my buddies from the find your film podcast anderson will be back in a couple of weeks and we will be previewing the rest of august thank you guys so much for listening to cinematics and all your years of support take care Tell us what you think of I Love My Dad or any of the movies that are coming out this August. Take care. Bye. Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Um, that's a horrible way to actually open Cinematics episode 157. I'm trying to summon the energy of our North Star, Anderson Cowan. So I'm just going to speak to my truth. I'm going to bring as much energy as the me, as Greg Shuzavansky, his his sort of, what what is it? I was going to say the Pancho Sanza to Don Quixote. I don't know if Anderson Cowan tilts at windmill, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I can't say, hey I'm going to say, hello, this is Greg. Hi, another episode of Cinematics episode 157. I'm joined by my betters, Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky, who do cinematics once a month during the first week to, to preview the first two weeks. Eric Holmes, it, what's a better opening than hello? Okay, do you have a better opening than that? You have a, you have a, th- I'm like, hey, yo, how you doing? <laughs> okay, that was. Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome to the cinematics. We're going to talk about some movies, and I hope you guys like them a little bit. Okay, thank you. We just lost bit. all our. We just lost all our listeners. That was almost as almost as bad as mine. As you're drinking the yeah, find your film, terrible. The, no, no, you're. As you're drinking the find your film apple apple uh, apple juice from our glassware. Yes, Bruce Berkey, do you have any ideas as far as an opening for cinematics other than Anderson's? Hey, oh, you have any any. Uh, uh, I'm just thinking of some rebranding, actually. I think when it's you and uh, Anderson, it should be Greg and the Gray Man. I think that's what you should start calling yourself. <laughs> Greg and the Gray Man. How many – you know what I love about the Gray Man, folks? A lot of beautiful drone shots. Is that what – Bruce, yeah. did you hear Anderson's so Cowan? Many so shots. many drone shots. Eric Holmes, is the Gray Man one of your favorite films of the year? Because it's certainly Anderson's. What do you think? It's a, it's, it's a, it's a movie that happened. 
It's a movie that I, how dare I, I swear to God, I how dare yes, Bruce Perky for for our cinematic listeners who do not know who have not listened to the Film Vault that that uh, wonderful weekly podcast actually two times a week for listeners on the normal podcast feed. What did Anderson Cowan say about the aforementioned The Gray Man, which is currently streaming on Netflix? He loved say? it. He thought all of these critics are crazy. Like, what are they? What are they just? They're jaded. We're jaded. Oh, so we're just telling j- you know, I'm jaded. <laughs> You're jaded. Like, okay. Yeah. I give it three stars. Uh, Eric Holmes, were you jaded? Did, would you recommend The Gray Man as far as our um, cinematics listeners to watch? That's I'm, fun. I'm, I'm sure it would have its its fans. I'm, I wasn't one of them, but you know, that's uh, you know, people like the Russo brothers. I I think I. Personally, um, if I remember correctly, I, I thought it was just like a Marvel movie, but okay. I, I, I don't really respond That's, to Marvel that, movies. Um, oh, but I, I would guess that if people do like Marvel movies, I don't know why they wouldn't like this unless uh, they don't like Marvel movies when uh, Spider-Man. I, I, I wonder if it's the movies they like or if it's the costumes they like. But oh. I think I think the Gray Man would be a good uh, litmus test for that. Saying you don't respond to Marvel movies, Eric Combs, is like saying you don't respond to the sun, the moon, the stars. Bruce, am I right on this regarding yeah, as far as it being a you're right. <laughs> uh, yes, as far as being a very heavenly celestial kind of experience watching an, an MCU film, or maybe even better, The Gray Man. Bruce, would you agree with me on this, or would you? Absolutely, I agree with you. Yes, yep. Okay. Love, I okay. love the Marvel movies so much. MCU, hoo hoo, I MC- love. Them. MCU hoo hoo. What about that, that's you? That's how we need to start cinematic. MCU hoo hoo. <laughs> MCU hoo hoo. Here's the bad news. We're not covering a lot of MCU films for this cinematics episode. We're going to be previewing the first two weeks of August of things that maybe we have seen or maybe we want to see. Let's start off right now with the week of August 5th on Friday. I'm going to start off right now because I think this is the only thing. Bruce and Eric do not know this, and Anderson is going to be fuming when he doesn't know this, when he finds out while he's listening, that I'm going to check out of this episode, of the Cinematics episode. I'm going to do one movie, and I'm just going to leave the room, and Eric and Bruce are going to preview the rest of it, and they're going to call me, and they're going to say the episode's over, and then I'm going to stop the Zoom recording. Eric, Bruce, are you okay with that? I'm just, I'm, I'm checking out after this first first uh, recommendation. You, Bruce, you okay? Sure. That sounds sure. good. Good. That's good. I mean, Eric? One of, the, one of the very few things that centers me on anything is staring at your beautiful brown eyes and your luscious skin and you can't leave us bruce he can't do it oh and you, you failed to mention the yes, the bodacious on. mustache thank you thank you oh yeah it's kind of nice you forgot cinematic yeah, listeners man. you don't know me and eric are in the common law marriage right now like a like a real prawn star like like little prawn very good it's a family show cinematics i'm glad you mentioned prawn instead of another word that you had in your mind now the one movie recommendation yes eric i mean bruce I, I I was got the say, you're starting to look like a young Wilfred Brimley. Thank Ooh, you so much. Yeah. Oh, Wilfred Brimley, who starred in this movie a couple of weeks ago called Ten to Midnight, which who Wilfred Brimley is actually in a really interesting Charles Bronson film called Ten to Midnight, which we covered about a week ago because we spotlighted the filmmaker Jay Lee Thompson on our Find Your Film podcast. And, yes, sir, Eric Holmes. And, yes, sir. And the China Syndrome. And Check the, out China, the China Syndrome. Ah, uh, yes. And Bruce Perky's favorite Wilfred Brimley film is what? What is it, Bruce? Uh, Cocoon. Cocoon. No, it would be hard. <laughs> it would be hard target. Wilford Brimley riding a horse as things are exploding around him. And that John, uh, it would probably be the thing. I'm sorry, but the thing. Yes, the thing. Which which was mentioned today, Eric Holmes. When was the thing mentioned? Pop quiz, hot shot. The thing. When was it mentioned today? Do you remember? 
I was uh, mentioned today when we were talking with uh, Josiah Kip. Josiah or, Kip? Uh, Jeremiah Kip. Jer- <laughs> Josiah. His brother. Sorry, Josiah. Yeah, Jeremiah is... Kip. I, I, I was thinking of uh, uh, movie we're what, gonna cover. What, what his brother saw. Um, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Again, Jeremiah Kip is the director and writer of this movie called Slap Face. And also, go to our Find Your Film podcast feed. Eric and I, we have a really in-depth interview with Jeremiah Kip. Listeners of Cinematics, you might have already listened to a, a portion of Jeremiah Kip because the Slapface interviews were on this podcast feed. We go deeper with another interview that we just did today. Now, for the week of August 5th, Friday, August 5th, what are some of the movies that are worth watching this week? For me, I don't know. Bruce and Eric, are you both Predator fans? Are Eric, first off, are you a huge fan of the franchise? You're not going to watch Prey, but are, have you always been a, a huge fan of this whole these series? Yeah, uh, I'm probably not a huge fan. Like I like the first one. Um, uh, the the Predator Two is a bit. Uh, it's pretty much pure cheese. Predators is pretty good. Underrated. And, uh, I li- I like the Predator a lot. Mm. And I, knowing full well, I'm probably one of maybe five other people that do. Um, I, I right. think a lot of people didn't like the Predator, but I, I dug that one. Uh, Alien versus Predator movies are, you know, whatever. AVP, right? Yeah, just get some popcorn and you know, don't think too hard about them. They're they're fine, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I, I I dig the Predator. I I I think uh, I think as a character, um, they're really good. Uh, hopefully, uh, they got a good movie about them coming out. Okay, Prey comes out Friday on Hulu. Bruce Berkey, will you be watching Prey on Hulu this weekend because you're maybe you're a fan of the franchise, or is this something that there's too many movies you might just skip on opening weekend? Um, I'll watch it for sure. It's on Hulu, first of all. That makes it pretty easy. But um, yeah, I, for me, Predator movies are kind of like what action movies are for a lot of other people. Like, uh, I I just even though I know they aren't necessarily like high art, I I enjoy them even if I don't think they're great movies even i i always end up watching them kind of like um jurassic park movies are similar to me i'll watch those as well even though i know that usually they're pretty terrible Except but i enjoy them. One, jesus <laughs> i've heard <laughs> well pray to me is a four and a half star film four and a half out of five i really love this movie i'm not as an expert on the franchise as much as eric or bruce i have not seen the the last installment the Predator, which is, I believe, directed by Shane Black, but he didn't write the script. But if it's directed by Shane Black, I, I can't wait to see it. I know you liked it, Eric. Bruce, were you meh on The Predator or you never got around to seeing it? Uh, it's one of those three-star banger kind of movies. It's it's pretty preposterous and kind of sort of terrible all the way around, but it's a heck of a lot of fun to watch. Okay, so Prey. Here's a, here's a synopsis on IMDb. The origin story of The Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. That's it. That's all you need to know. It's directed by Dan Trachtenberg. If you don't know who Dan Trachtenberg oh. is, here, yes, here we go. Yeah. Yes, very, very good. Good job, Eric, on this because this the reason why Eric went, oh, is because he's thinking, oh, Dan Trachtenberg is a very interesting director. And he would be right because he directed a 2016 film, which I think I really loved. I don't know about Bruce and Eric, a movie called 10 Cloverfield Lane, claustrophobic thriller. My goodness, one of my favorite performances of John Goodman. Prey reaches that level. Yes, Eric Holmes. The only thing I did not like about 10 Cloverfield Lane, and it wasn't a deal breaker. It was just kind of like you could have done away with this. Yeah, yeah the, the ending where they tacked on the Cloverfield stuff. Everything, uh, the Ooh. all the rest of the movie is freaking fantastic and i even like the cloverfield stuff (laughs) yeah yeah because i i I, I didn't hate it but that movie was so strong just as its own thing 
Um, I, I think that's how they did it. Wasn't it, wasn't it originally written as basically the movie? And they're like, hey, we can pack this stuff on it then. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, it's Eric like Holmes. A, you stopped. You stopped. Very good. Good job. Throwing yes. a, having the movie Psycho and then throwing like a pod people into the end of it or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but Bruce, yeah, you- Ten, Ten Cloverfield Lane is really good. Bruce, did you feel Eric Holmes about to say a swear word and then he just swerved right off the cliff and stopped? I don't know what you're talking about. And he just saved me a brilliant edit. That's a brilliant edit. Eric, you just saved me a million hours on the edit room. Thank you so much for that. Now you kind of cut up this part of us talking about it. No, no, I'm I'm gonna keep it. I'm I'm oh, keeping well, this. Then more content, great. More more content, great. <laughs> now, anyways, pray. That's all you need to know. Comanche Nation, three hundred years ago, the origin story of the Predator. And here's another thing. Just one quick thing you have to know. It is headlined by Amber, Amber, Amber Midthunder, and she is a wonderful actress. She plays Naru. She is a female warrior. She's trying to prove her mettle out on the field. She's proving she can be a really good hunter for her for her tribe for her people. <laughs> well, this will prove to her instead of hunting deer or maybe even a bear, she's gonna hunt the predator. She's gonna essentially fight the predator. And ultimately, what's interesting about the predator films I've seen, it's it's usually predator versus a bunch of mercenaries versus a bunch of skilled fighters. Here, it's basically predator versus a bunch of Comanches, and that's what you're gonna get. It's a great, great story. Screenplay by Patrick Allison. I think. The people who will not like Prey are the people who are slavish to the franchise and like that construct of the mercenaries versus Predator and maybe some of the cheesy action, all that kind of stuff. This movie does not have that, but I think this is a complete different sort of a rejig on the entire franchise. So I'm really excited what a lot of people will have to say about Prey, especially our cinematic Facebook group. I don't know if Anderson Cowan will like it as much, unfortunately, as a gray man, because there's not too many drone shots on in Prey. But we'll see. We'll, well, I'm, I don't know. Bruce, I'm excited to see what you, you're going to report back regarding your review of Prey. Again, opening Friday on Hulu. Now let's get to Eric and Bruce. Let's start with you first. Eric Holmes, what is your pick as far as August 5th goes or pick or picks? Oh, well, uh, are we going to talk about the ones that we saw or are we going to talk about the ones we didn't see? How about you talk about whatever you want to talk about and we will roll with that because you are your own boss today. All right. Well, I guess we'll go with uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's an A24, uh, A24 horror movie that I know almost nothing about, but it's A24 and it's called Bodies, 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 which sounds like it might be pretty cool. Uh, getting a lot of it, hype. I know that it's getting a lot of hype before it comes out. I don't know if Bruce has heard about the hype of A24 of uh, Bodies, 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 but it's getting a lot of social media presence. That's, yeah. that's all I know. So I believe it's directed by Helena. Rahim, R-E-I-J-N, Rahim. Okay, maybe? close enough. Yeah, close um, enough. And yeah, it comes out on the fifth. And well, shoot, let's see if I can, let's see if I can pull up the it thing. It has no, the I actress who played um, uh, Borat's daughter too in the most recent Borat. I forget her name. Yes, Maria oh, that, Bakalova. Yeah, Maria yeah. Bakalova. She's oh, in wow. it, and also Amanda 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 Sten, Stenberg. Yeah, Amanda Stenberg. She's also in it, and here is a plot line: When a group of rich twenty-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. So it's a very memorable film. I mean, memorable moniker: Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And again, it's getting a lot of heat behind it before it opens on Friday. Partly because, like Eric 
Holmes says it actually stars Lee Pace in it as well. Yes, Eric Holmes. Yes, sir. A lot of a lot of body heat, you might say. A lot of body heat and bodies, bodies, bodies. And again, whenever there's an A24 release, there's really going to be a lot of heat behind it, even if it's a movie about a shell, the name Marcel. So, <laughs> Bruce, what else, what do you what do you have for your uh, August fifth pick? Um, well, I was going to say, and bodies, bodies, bodies too. It looks almost like a zoomer scream sort of thing like it might be very meta so it could be terrible or it could be great it's not going to be in between i don't think um well i think both eric and i are going to talk in a minute about a a shutter movie i will quickly mention in passing that we all also recommend tin can yes let's just kind of leave it at that we have a more full review over on our uh, find your film but tin can is something we recommend quite highly and is also very much not for everybody but it's for adventurous viewers it's it's quite something so tin can that's coming out in select theaters on the fifth and then i believe streaming on the ninth is that is that yes correct? I think yes. that's correct yeah it's in select theaters if you can get to a theater yes tin can needs to be at the top of your list yep okay i'm going to qualify that and i agree with eric holmes but bruce can you actually Throw in for our cinematics listeners a little bit of a warning behind if it's no. in theaters, go see. No. Okay, Eric Holmes, how dare you? Just go in. How Bring the kids. dare you? Bring if the kids. you are a grandma who really likes those G-rated movies, that's it's the one for you. Go in there. Bring the kitties. It's 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 family friendly. It's no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, <laughs> this is this is pretty intense. It's very very claustrophobic, and uh, it's got a lot that could disturb and or gross you out. And it's very, very, um, what did we say? It's, it's almost an endurance test, at least for a good chunk of it. So yeah. go in kind of knowing that. And, but if you're an adventurous sort, go for it. Then also it's the, uh, it's the, uh, little, little forgotten corner in the world of mad God, but this one's not animated. This one's uh, live action, but it's, yep. Yeah. It's good stuff. I'm going to say a couple of things. It's 104 minutes long and here's the genre on the email that we received regarding, regarding this film, regarding tin can genre. Horror, sci-fi, thriller, independent. So you have to understand horror, sci-fi, thriller, independent. Underline the word independent regarding Tin Can. Both Bruce and Eric, this is not, not a spoiler. I'm just going to say it right now. They both gave it five out of five. I, I, got, I gave it four out of five. Okay, I really enjoyed this movie as well. Let's just say, again, theatrical release August 5th. If you're into... Eric was mentioning about experimental films regarding one of the movies we covered on Find Your Film... I would venture to guess that if you have an experimental bone regarding cinema, this would be good as well. Bruce, I think is going to add regarding if you like body horror, Bruce, or if you love Cronenberg, mm. is this would this be right up their alley as well? Maybe as far as I would, goes? I would definitely say if you're a Cronenberg fan, especially a kind of classic Cronenberg, you should. You should give this a go. I'm I'm just saying that you got you gave it five stars. I know you, you probably are going to buck back on that a little bit, but there is a, if you want. Well, this is a family show. So this is a family show. Fine. There is a real rating regarding Eric Holmes uh, regarding Tin Can. Listen to our Find Your Film podcast for Eric's real top of the line, top of the heap rating regarding Tin Can. So it's highly recommended for August fifth. Okay, so Bruce and Eric, anything else for August fifth as far as um, movies? Uh, you guys are going to cover a shutter release as far as August fifth goes. Yeah, uh, you got the uh, you got the uh, uh, Pat Oswalt movie. I I love this movie, uh, Bruce in so much. Uh, but it's called I Love My Dad. I would say give it a shot. Um, maybe you'll fall on my end of it. Maybe not. You know, fall on Bruce's end of it. But I think it's interesting enough to uh, point out. 
Yes, point out because it's it's headlined by Pat Oswald, and Pat Oswald plays a guy plays a father who catfishes his own son, and it's a very interesting movie. Bruce ended up um, was mixed on it. He he did not like it as much as me and Eric, and actually Eric really loved it the most out of us three. Pat Rachel Drag shows up, and how Rachel. often do you get to see her? Hardly ever. So it's always nice when she pops up, even if you hate the movie. At least Rachel Dratch is in it, and it also signals the. The coming of this really interesting talent named James Morsini. He plays the son of Patton Oswalt in I Love My Dad. He's the writer, director, and pretty much the headliner behind I Love My Dad. Very interesting project. We mentioned Rachel Dratch is in it, and also this actress named Claudia Saluski. She's really good in this as well. And Lil Rel Howry. For more information, check out our Find Your Film podcast as we discuss the merits or maybe demerits of I Love My Dad. Okay, so anything else? On August 5th, I think Bruce and Eric saw a movie called What Josiah Saw. Do you guys want to talk about this? Is this a shutter release or what is this? I'm clueless. Yes, What Josiah Saw is on Shutter, uh, directed by Vincent Grashaw. And um, uh, we won't get into too much detail on this, but it's, it's kind of good to highlight some of these movies that are also small movies that you may not come across otherwise and to know about them. Uh, it stars Robert Patrick, which we may all know. Um, from the T2 and a whole bunch of other stuff throughout the last 30 years or whatever it's been. Uh, we also have uh, Nick Stahl, also pretty well-known name if you've been around for the last 20 years or so. And then Scott Hayes. And I didn't write down her, the woman's name that's in this. Kelly movie. Garner. Thank you. Yeah. So this movie is, and I'll just say a little bit and I'll let uh, Eric jump in as well. This movie basically centers on a family uh, who have all kind of gone asunder since the death of their mom. And you start out, and you don't know it's a family at first, but it starts out and it's essentially, it, it focuses on the father and, and one of the sons and they're living in the house, their family home. And it's very rural, you know, very grounded kind of um, ultra sort of realistic movie. But there's legends of kind of uh, that their home or their family is kind of cursed or that there's a ghost or something's going on. You're not sure. But it doesn't play out as very fantastical. Uh, and then you get to a story of one of their other brothers, which is Nick Stahl, and then a story of their sister, which is the actress that you mentioned. Uh, and I would say this is a slightly horror, slightly, slightly winter bone, winter's bone. It, I mean, it has like an interesting tone. It's very, uh, very interesting characters, I think, in this, and um, maybe not the fully satisfying ending that I hoped for, but there's a lot of good to be had in this movie, I think. But let Eric hop in on it too. Oh, interesting. Uh oh, Eric is. Light is, is you're, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the thing about this movie. You see, there's a lot of cigarette acting in this one. A bunch of people sounding like maybe they're from the Midwest. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe I, I just checked the movie out once, and you know, it's got a little bit of hard boiled edge to it. Oh, I like that. So I know hard-boiled. that going in. You know, might not be everyone's cup of tea, but maybe it's mine. Maybe it's yours. Maybe we don't know. But there's a lot of cigarette acting going on. Does that work? The cigarette acting and the uh, hard boiled. You know, maybe it does. Maybe it don't. Maybe it don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a movie reviewer. I'm just a down home boy from the Midwest, and I'm here to tell you that uh, good seeing Nick Stahl. Don't get to see Nick Stahl very much. Uh, mm. See Robert Patrick. I do like the filter. He's a brother of the filter guy. So yes, he is very good. Two thousand or something like that. <sighs> yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. And if that review annoyed the. Sh- Annoyed the, the, oh, you oh, you know what? Uh, now I'm gonna have to go back to the edits. Yeah. If that review annoyed the poop out of you, um, I would avoid the movie. 
but if you can deal with that, that's kind of that's kind of the tone that this movie has. Um, and it's 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 a thing. It's uh, you know, it, it's definitely like a hard boiled kind of thriller that leans horror sometimes. Yeah, very it feels, like it, it feels like it didn't completely land with you as much as it landed with Bruce. Is that correct, Eric? Maybe kind of. Oh, it, it, it did. It was just a very specific thing. Um, the uh you know the a lot of the dialogue is uh with these type of movies they do the someone trying to ape quentin tarantino a little bit Mm -hmm. without knowing exactly what makes them great um so i i wish this movie would have found its own voice a little more yeah i agree but that said it, it was still entertaining to watch and if you're in for this type of movie um yeah you're gonna dig it and if again, if my review annoyed the hullabaloo out of you, then I would avoid it like the plague. Can I ask your opinion really quick on this, Eric? Uh, I felt like so. There's a sequence, probably about a forty-minute sequence, maybe in this movie. It's kind of right in the middle, and it's the Nick Stahl story yeah. before it goes other directions. I feel like that alone was that elevated the whole movie. That whole part elevated the movie for me and i thought that was almost a movie in itself and it could have been the movie without the other stuff i i I think where this movie uh for me falls off the most is that it gets a little too complicated yes like like that works for something like mission impossible because you're the plot like you're not really following it anyway you're just watching it to watch ethan hunt do a bunch of cool set piece stunts right there are no set piece stunts and i mean there technically are but this is not that kind of movie. So when the plot gets a little overly complicated, it's like, Ooh, cut it down, focus. And and then you're going to have a pretty good movie. This movie though, looks really good. And I feel like it's a first try by somebody who might really, like you said, catch their voice. So it might be a really interesting yeah. first, first vision of a director. That's going to be great. I think this director got their teeth cut doing cinematography. And I think they did some of the cinematography for that movie where the, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was where that had that car named Medusa. You know mm. what I'm talking about? Yes. And I can't think of what it is. Oh my gosh. Anderson mm. knows this movie too. Anyway, uh, it has a really, uh, a really interesting look to it for, uh, for a pretty low budget movie. I'm guessing it looks really good and they've got some great character actors and they've got some pretty meaty scenes in here and bell it flower. just needs a bellflower. Yes. It just needs a little bit of focus. And like you said, like finding the voice a little bit more, I, I would say, uh, yeah, you're maybe getting on the ground floor with this one. All right. All right. So for what Josiah saw, it's on Shutter starting, fri- I guess, Friday, August 5th, I, I, I'm assuming. I think what it's would, the 4th. They tend the fourth? to drop their new ones on the, the Thursday before the Friday. Okay, cool. What is the rating for both of you guys on this film? I'm probably um, three and a half. Yeah, I'm, par- I'm probably three stars on this one. Three stars for Eric Holmes and three and a half stars for Bruce Perky for what Josiah saw. Now, rounding out our show are, is, are the films coming out on August 12th. Eric, let's start off with your first pick for your your pick for August twelfth. What do you want to see for next week? Okay, there's a movie. Oh, uh, let's see. Best friends Becky and Hunter find themselves at the top of a two thousand foot radio tower. This movie is called uh, Scott Mann movie, uh, written by Scott Mann and Jonathan <laughs> Frank, and it's called Fall. And this had one of the probably one of the most effective teaser trailers I've seen. It just starts off uh, looking at the ground, and a cell phone hits the ground, and then the camera just goes up. Now the CGI in the, this uh, teaser, admittedly not the greatest, but it was still effective nonetheless. And the camera just keeps going up, going up, going up, and as it's going up, you're basically going up this tower. 
and then you see two women at the top of the tower uh one just kind of barely hanging on yeah it it, it looks like uh it, for some reason they got to the top of a tower and now they're stuck up there it looks and, scary the trailer looks scary yeah the, this this is one of those movies like this if they can really focus in and stick the landing this could be like one of those really great thrillers again kind of similar to cube not uh, this is one's not quite as claustrophobic uh, because they're on top of a tower and not inside of a box. But yeah, this one could go either way. This, this could be really terrible, but I got pretty good hopes for this. So fingers crossed that this one's great. Okay. So that is fall. That is Eric's pick. Bruce, how about you for August 12th? You had a movie? Yeah. The one I'm really interested in is an anime movie, which I don't always go to anime movies, but when I see one that kind of catches my eye, it, it, it definitely interests me. And this one is called um, Inu O. And it's directed by Masaki Yuasa. The only thing I know about Masaki Yuasa is I think that that person is really well known for a movie called Mind Games from like 2008, 2009 or something like that, which I think recently the the Daniels called out as one of their favorite movies of all time. This just looks very, very odd. And I don't even think I'm going to try to describe it. And actually, the little IMDb description isn't very uh, insightful at all. I would say watch the trailer and see. It looks like it's quite out there, but also very interesting. I will put a little blurb in here that I found from a preview like screening or something where someone actually has a little quote you know, in the trailer. And all they say is, the best feudal Japanese hair metal, demonic curse, serial killer, political tragedy, rock opera of the year. Wow. I'm interested. <laughs> I want to see what this is. So... Um, so my big pick would be Inuo, and that's I-N-U-O-H. And that, I believe, is going to theaters, possibly only. I think it might be theaters only to start. And you want me to mention the – I have another one that's like a, a maybe mention for that day. Yeah. Do you want me to mention yeah, that? Yeah, I think, I think you have it as Emily the Criminal. Is that the movie? Yeah, Emily the Criminal. I, I this, could be a, this could be a sneaky, interesting movie that kind of might just be going in under the radar. And that is – this stars Aubrey Plaza, which can kind of be hit or miss for me. It kind of depends on how eye-rolly and sarcastic she is in the role. This doesn't look like she's super that way in this movie. And what it looks like from the trailer is that she starts out as just kind of down and, down and out. And she gets drawn into like small stake scamming, you know, you know, making fake credit cards and stealing stuff from and returning stuff to like uh, grocery, you know, not grocery stores, but like big box stores, like, you know, stealing a TV and then returning it, getting the money, that kind of stuff. And it looks like she gets sucked into this world and it looks like it spirals out of control pretty quickly and becomes higher stakes than she intended. And this looks like it could be a really interesting little, you know, crime thriller, indie crime thriller that could be kind of come out of nowhere. I think this might be something to look out for. Written and directed by John Patton Ford, again, starring Aubrey Plaza, Theo Rossi, and Gina Gershon. Seen the trailer. It looks really interesting. It's getting good word of mouth. Rated R running at 97 minutes exclusively in theaters on August 12th. Eric, you look like you have something to say. Yeah, that, I did want to bring this up. Not that anyone is uh, unaware that a movie called Bullet Train is coming out, because if you've been to a theater ever, you've seen the, <laughs> probably seen the trailer about 100,000 times. The only reason I bring that up is because I'm sure the movie is probably not going to be great. But this is still the person uh, directed by David Leach who did that awesome scene in uh, Atomic Blonde. Yeah. So good. Yes. I will go see Bullet Train if the entire movie is terrible. So long as it has one scene that rivals that's that hallway scene turned into the street scene turned into a car scene. 
and Atomic Blonde, I will be a happy camper. But that that's I'm, me uh, wishful thinking. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not you? like super excited on this one either, but I'm going to... I'm going to predict that it has more than one action scene that's better than any of the action scenes in The Gray Man. (laughs) Remember, I I don't even need more than one. I just need one. Like, I I, I feel that David Leach, um, at the very least, like he's he's such a good action director that if the if the entire movie's crap, it it, I I just need that. I just need that one little hit. Just that one. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be good to go. We'll see. We'll see if uh, at least you're going to be watching Bullet Train this week. I'm not going to be seeing it. Looks interesting enough. And I, I think Bruce, you're going to be watching Prey. We're going to be watching a lot of things. I'm assuming Anderson Cannon will be, will be watching Bullet Train this weekend when it comes out, starring Brad Pitt and host of other really interesting actors in that film as well. Before we go, I want to also mention thank you, Cinematics listeners, for supporting me and Anderson since 2015, 2016 when we started. One of the things I've always wanted to do, and I even mentioned this to Anderson maybe several years ago. We did a we did a spoiler episode of, I believe, this is Bruce Perky's all-time favorite film, which is, Bruce, what is your favorite all-time favorite film again? Um, Probably going to be the um, um, Red Notice. Red Notice. It's not Red Notice. <laughs> I think it, it used to, yeah, actually it is Red Notice. It used to be this movie directed by Hal Ashby called Harold and Maude. And yeah, I had this idea about spoiled, <laughs> it was called Spo- yes, Spoiled Cinema. And we had a really special episode. We were talking about the, the spoiler stuff on Harold and Maude. I know Anderson does spoiler stuff with um, Brian Bishop, Bob Brian over the film vault for the Patreon. But I want, what I want to do to actually merge both cinematics and find your film together is to actually have a website where we have spoiler coverage. We have people talking about their favorite movies, actors and filmmakers, and also listeners, most importantly for you guys, if you if you really are passionate about your own physical media, collecting Blu-rays, DVDs, maybe getting some knickknacks and movie memorabilia from days gone by, from my 30 years as an entertainment reporter, journalist, et cetera, et cetera, check us out on findyourfilms.com because we are on the website. We're going to start logging movies that are coming out or that we've covered on Find Your Film or Cinematics. You will have the chance to vote and rate these movies from a scale, I was going to say scale, from a star, from one star, or actually, I don't even know, from one star to five stars. Okay, you can rate these. At the end of the month, the person, the listener, the reader who has the most ratings for these movies at the end of the month on findyourfilms.com will receive a, Eric and Bruce, what do you call it, a gift basket, a thingamabob, a whole big package of I don't even know. If, is there a better word for thing than Bob or, or package? Bruce, Eric, you have any other? A happy meal. A happy cinematic meal of about eight Blu-rays or DVDs along with two extra mem- memo stuff, memorabilia stuff for me. So basically you will be receiving the winner gets a pretty big package at the end of the month for the most, I guess, ratings, reviews that you – and all you got to do is rate these movies or just comment on them. We're, it's still a, so slightly – I'm still working it out in my head. Also – if someone wins on one month, that person cannot win consecutive months. So hopefully this will be really interesting. Ultimately, the ultimately the goal is to actually have that that findyourfilms.com be a merge of both of our podcasts and also a way a place where you can find movie ratings in different people in our cinematics Facebook group or fellow cinephiles from all around the world rating on movies and giving their comments. So hopefully It'll be interesting. Bruce, Eric, any other thoughts on that? Any any other things that I'm forgetting regarding that plug regarding... Uh Uh-oh, here's a hard-boiled stuff. Don't use a vulgarity, Eric Holmes. Yes, sir. You're listening to this. Maybe check out the Cinematics Facebook page. I'm just a Midwestern guy, but I can tell you there's some good people on that Cinematics Facebook page. Might make a couple friends. Uh, Very few enemies. 
Well, I'm looking at my background. Maybe check out groupers. Also, uh, find that many places online. And much obliged for stopping on by the cinematics. So. <laughs> okay. You guys I have think a wonderful night. I'm, I'm going to de- decipher that, what Eric just said, because, you know, you might not like the hard boy stuff. Groupers is a fantastic film by Anderson Cowan. You can you can catch it on all digital outlets and uh, hit up Anderson if you want. I don't know. There's still I I don't know. There there might be some limited physical media copies out there. They might be worth a lot. But movies really interesting as well. And uh, yeah, join our Cinematics Facebook group because they have so many really interesting people, cinephiles, and daily movie recommendations. Podcasters like Andrew Martin from Andrew Watches Movies, Peter Beta from Middle Class Film Class. Who else? Who else? Uh, there's Jason Kleberg from Force Five Podcast. Anyone else? Bruce Berkey. Bruce Joseph Bridges, Matt Stillman. So just so many different people, right? Right, Bruce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. William Lindis, all those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. From Movie Bears Podcast. We are done. Anderson Cowan, we miss you. We will be back with Anderson Cowan middle of the month doing some different stuff, uh, recapping the rest, previewing the, the rest of August and yeah, some more Anderson Cowan stuff in a couple of weeks. Until then, we will see you next week again on cinematics because i'm going to have some more interviews some really interesting stuff because uh that's what i do i'm not interesting but i have interesting people on our podcast feed any final thoughts from you uh bruce perky eric on before we go here on cinematics yeah thanks for stopping by much obliged much obliged bruce perky as, as uh, always well now that i'm in the the back pocket of the, the mouse i have to have the gloves and i um that's all i gotta say is mc Okay, first off, Claudia, a lot of people who really love your your work, they they love the fact that you are, you know, they always compliment you on your your editing, but most importantly, they compliment you on how you speak to the truth rather than an algorithm. And I wonder if you found a kindred spirit in in James because I feel like that's the a similar kind of way you go go about your your artistry, both of you. So, yeah, I I feel so lucky to have been a part of this project because James, you know, amongst all the chaos that's happening in this film, there's such a heartbeat to it. And it's, it's so much about just two people wanting to connect and understand each other's boundaries. And, um, that is something that I'm always chasing in my work is that vulnerability and intimacy. And so even if it's not done necessarily in the best of ways, Chuck tries, he really did. (laughs) Um, I, I found that to just be really interesting and and fun to work with because it did feel like a reflection of kind of what I'm always searching for. So, James, I, I guess this is in general. What's the key to telling a part of your story and being personal and being truthful, but also bare bones? You really have to execute the story as a screenwriter. What is that balance you have to create? Is it just allowing yourself to fail time and time again on the right on the writing? It's a beautiful question, man. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. You have you have to think about the metaphorical truth uh, underneath real events, and more than anything, it has to resonate sometimes more deeply than real events did. Or, uh, and you have to make it entertaining. But, but it's about yeah, it's about uh, on the page. It's about. Uh, just l- l- trying to be as unfiltered as you can and then creating structure on top of that. This movie is about someone who's doing the wrong thing for the right reason because he loves this person in his life and he's so he's worried about him. He wants to make sure he's okay. And so um, it was really about chasing that uh, feeling uh, in myself. What does it feel like when I want to connect with someone and I can't um, and and writing as much as I could from that perspective 
meet and then creating the moral challenges of, but this is dishonest. How, how is he going to navigate this and, and, you know, continue to try to think of himself as a good person? I just have a curious question. Both of you are editors and I was wondering if I know both of you have lives to, to lead, but do you guys ever get lost in the weeds in a good way in your various projects and just stay in your room and editing and editing? Is there a detriment to the, that or is there a joy in the fact that you were just immersed in your respective works? I was lucky to have a, an incredible editor on this project, Josh Crockett. And I knew the editing was going to be key in this movie because so much of the comedy and the story re- relies on the juxtaposition through uh, of Franklin and Becca and Chuck in his world. And so I, we, I really needed to storyboard the entire movie ahead of time and almost pre-edit it, uh, which allowed us to not get so lost in the edit, but it was really then just a matter of carving it out and making sure that uh, it was as coherent as it possibly could be. Yeah. I, yeah. My experience of editing is exactly as described. It's, it's going into a dark hole Usually it's happening in the middle of the night and um, I'm sure James can relate on this. When you do have such a strong vision of what you want to create, editing can sometimes feel like this, um, this kind of like anxious in between that you know where it needs to go and where it needs to get to. And sometimes it takes some figuring out and some exploring within post-production. And so it's most often the stage that I'm trying to rush through as fast as I can, because I know where it needs to be and where it needs to get. Um, And so it's, I mean, I feel like in so many ways, like so much magic happens in the editing. That's where everything comes together. as one. Final quick question, right off the top of your head, can both of you name one of your all-time favorite movies and what is it about this film that speaks to you even today? So, Okay. I lo- oh my God. I'm thinking of Fight Club right now. Love love Fight Club. <laughs> and just, just the psychology of it. And um, I mean, honestly, in many ways, like that is kind of what drew me to I Love My Dad too. I'm trying to say this really fast, where there is just things are happening that are not actually happening in real life. And that is very cool. James. (laughs) I I mean, Apocalypse Now is probably my favorite film of all time, just because of its scope and ambition. And I know that it cost Coppola everything to make. And he, he, it was such a risky endeavor for him to make. And, and that's definitely the kind of filmmaker that I aspire to be is, is how much, of myself can I put into this project? And uh, that that's the movie I've probably seen more than any other. Thank you guys so much. I really love the film. And by the way, one more thing, thank you so much for supporting Horizontal over Vertical Video, Horizontal all the way. So thank you so much. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, man. Thank you. Take care.